the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. With a reasonable answer for the hope that lies within us, this is Contending for the Faith with Dr. Jerry Buckner. And now, to introduce Dr. Jerry Buckner, here's Gary Bell. Well, good evening and welcome to another exciting edition of Contending for the Faith with your hosts, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, professor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. Well, tonight we've come to the final chapter, the final installment of our series. This is chapter 11 on our series regarding the uproar, the lawlessness, the violence, division, and spiritual warfare in our country today. Ever since the death of George Floyd by a racist police officer, Satan has taken this one thing and has ignited a war among those in the American cities. And the people are looking for answers and solutions. But unfortunately, they've been looking in all the wrong places. Well, tonight, in our final chapter, Dr. Buckner will give us some solutions by getting to the root. You have to get to the root so that you can bear fruit. But we are not pretending. We are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight? Brother Gary, I'm blessed, and thank you so much for that introduction, uh, challenging introduction, as always, and we appreciate uh, everybody out there in Radio Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. I'm your host, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner, and we know that you're going to be blessed immensely by the Word of God, and we want to challenge you uh, to turn in your Bibles to 2 Chronicles uh, chapter 15. Uh, 2 Chronicles chapter 15, and I will get to those uh, verses of Scripture in a few minutes. So uh, I believe in teaching uh, from the Bible, from the Word of God. And this is not Buckner, this is Bible. And I'm not one of these preachers that just go off the cuff and start saying what I feel and what I think. Uh, I have to be consistent with the Word of God and faithful to the Word of God. And so we want to call your attention to Second Chronicles chapter 15. And uh, I want to say this by way of introduction, that, um, you know, uh, God has uh, put mankind here on this earth ever since the Garden of Eden. He put man on this earth, not only to reflect his Imago Dei, but to uh, govern this earth. And he gave that right to Adam and to mankind after Adam. And what has man done? He simply just has messed it up. Adam messed up governing the Garden of Eden. And we look around us today and see all the troubles and the problems and everything in our world today, and man has continued to mess up God's planet, God's world. Uh, Mother Nature is shook up. People are shook up. The world is turned upside down. 
And people say, why don't God do something? <laughs> you know, God says, why don't you do something? Because he's put man in the position to govern this earth and to govern it in the right way and to not let an intruder come in. And Adam did that. Adam allowed an intruder to invade the Garden of Eden. And we are letting an intruder invade our lives, our homes, our marriages, our communities. Nothing has changed. It's still the same. You know what prayer is? Prayer is simply this. You know, a lot of people will say to me sometimes, Dr. Buckner, give me a good description of prayer. I'm going to say this, that prayer is like somebody governing. You ever thought about it like that? Think about that for a moment. God put man on this earth to govern it. He didn't want to interfere with man governing the world. And so prayer is simply this. It's like a uh, let me use an illustration of that. It's like a father getting ready to retire, and he's turning the business over to his son. And he says to his son, now you govern this. <laughs> you govern the business, and I want, I'm going to trust you to do that. Now, if you have any problems, you call on me, and I will assist you. That's the, that's the way prayer is. God simply, he's not going to intrude in your life and bother you unless you bother him, unless you reach out to him and say, God, I need help. You know, that's what Peter did when he was sinking on that water. He said the shortest prayer, help, help me. That's what we need to do today is cry out to God and say, help me. Prayer is reaching out to your heavenly father and saying, you know what? I tried to govern my life is out of control. I tried to govern uh, my uh, family. It's out of control. I tried to govern my marriage. It's out of control. I tried to govern my community. It's out of control. We got to call out on God to come and help us as a heavenly father through Christ. Now, Winston Churchill one time said, he that doesn't know the past is destined to repeat it. And I tell you, when we look at... Uh, Second Chronicles chapter 15 and verses 3 through 6, you'll see what was going on with the nation of Israel and Judah. It's the same things going on today in our world today. And God got angry, vexation, and God had to judge the nations and the cities. And what we see in this chapter, we see exactly the same thing in our world today. Now, um, I want to say this before I get into those scriptures. Uh, you have this saying, every answer, there is two responses to every answer. Number one, there is God's answer. And number two, there is everybody else's answer. <laughs> and everybody else's answer is the wrong answer. And God's answer is always the right answer. You got to always remember that. There's no other answer to the problems in your life, in your home, in your marriage, in your community, but God. And we've forgotten about God. And that's why we're being judged in America. You know, Billy Graham said this so eloquently, if God doesn't judge America, he'll have to apologize for what he did to Solomon Gomorrah. And that's so true. Question, so what is God's response to this unrest and uprising today in our world today? 
because man hasn't gotten to the root, which is sin, to bear fruit? The answer is found in 2 Chronicles chapter 15, verses 3 through 6. 2 Chronicles chapter 15, verses 3 through 6. And it, and it says there, in verse 3, without, because of the, the this, uh, this is the issue here, because without the true God, verse 4, but when they are in trouble, did not turn into the Lord, verse 5. Now, this is so true. The world is in trouble today, and they're not turning to God. What was going on then is going on today, today, and every day. People are not turning to God, and even in a lot of our churches, become so liberal. And you can be conservative and still not know God, too. Verse 5, and when in those times there was no peace uh, to the individual family, cities, and the nation, that is so true. That's the same thing that's happening today. There is no peace. The Bible says there's no peace among the wicked. The wicked is like the troubled sea, tossed to and fro. And we see this today. And they're talking about having these peace marches and nothing but violent marches today. Verse 6 says, for God troubled them, vexed them, and with all adversities and all distress, Verse 6 says, and then the nations was destroyed of nation and city of city, and God did trouble and vexed them with all adversity and, or distress. Isn't that so true? Look at that. Make Underline that. Make note of that. Share it with other people. What is in 2 Chronicles 15 is identical to what's going on today in our world. The same thing that was going on with Israel as a nation is going on with us today. Now, if God is your problem, then the government is not the solution. And trying to solve social injustices, social structures, and racism, vandalism, uh, violence, looting, murders, uh, social structures cannot resolve itself because God is the one who is angry and upset but without God and without us uh, focusing on him as the answer, God's going to be vexed with our nation and our uh, cities and judge them just like he did with Israel as a nation. And we're trying to use all sorts of external band-aids with uh, a cancer. Sin is a cancer. <laughs> and you cannot solve that problem. That cancer, you cannot uh, cure that cancer with a Band-Aid, talking about all these external things. Let's have these meetings on racism, and let's have meetings on social injustices, let's have meetings on all of this. My friend, these things are just the externals. The Bible says the heart of man is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Jesus said, out of the heart proceeded evil thoughts, adultery, fornication, thefts, murder. It's a heart problem, my friend. And until we deal with that heart issue and turn it over to the great physician who is Jesus, we're never going to solve the problems in our world today. 
So until there is a return to God, you see, we'll never solve the problems of our world. Now, let me say this in bringing this home. I want to make some important points in bringing this home and then call for uh, repentance because every preacher that preaches, whether it's on the radio or in church or on the streets, you need to always call for a call of repentance. But let me say this before I get into that. Even with the children of Israel in slavery, it was the thing that got them out of slavery was a focus back on God. And God brought them out of Egypt through Moses because they started focusing on God. In slavery, uh, back in the days with black slaves, it was a focus on God that brought them out. Even in, with the civil rights, it was a focus back on God that brought them out. And today, God, there's a need to get back focus on God. We have lost focus on God, and we have not returned back to God. And that's what repentance is all about, my friend. I'm challenging you tonight, who is hearing this message. You need to ask God to uh, not only forgive you of your sins, but you need to repent of those sins. The Greek word for repentance is montanoia. It's a military word. It means to turn from something to something. You need to turn from that sin in your life, whatever that is. People say, well, you know, Dr. Buckner, you know, I have no evidence for God. Quit lying to yourself, because the Bible says there's no such thing as an atheist, because God has revealed himself to mankind from Romans chapter 1, 2, and 3. Romans chapter 1, he's revealed himself with the first C, with the uh, creation. The second C is Romans chapter 2, with the conscience. The third C is Romans chapter 3, with Christ. That's, that's why it says, therefore, man is without excuse. Excuses don't excuse, they only accuse, my friend. And you know what? I'm going to say this. Jesus gave the answer to why man doesn't want to come to God. And never forget this. It's found in John chapter 3. Because they love darkness more than the light. That's why. That's why they don't want to come to God. Not because they say, well, you know what? It's, it's all these different religions. It's all these uh, you know, I've been abused. I've been hurt. I've been this and that. No, my friend, it's sin in your life. So I'm going to challenge you right now to repeat after me. Repeat this after me. Dear Lord God, I confess my sins. Because you said in 1 John 1 and 9, if we confess our sins, you're faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And dear Lord, also, I repent of my sins. I turn from my sins against you and against my fellow man, against my husband, against my wife, against my children, against my community, against the president, against uh, any politician, against anybody, any type of bitterness and hate that I've had in my heart towards anybody. Lord, you said through John that you know, who is a murderer? A murderer is he that hateth his brother. So, Lord, we repent of this bitterness and this hate, and may we bring forth, as John the Baptist said, 
bring forth the fruit of repentance. You know, that's the answer. You can't just talk it. You got to walk it. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. Brother Gary. Well, all right, it's time for us to take a commercial break. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, an expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. And we just want to begin by thanking all of you who have been praying for contending for the faith over these many, many years. This is a prayer-driven ministry, and without your prayer support, we know that we would not be on the air as long as we have. And we just can't thank you enough. We always say prayer should be your first response, not your last resort. We're always quick to pray. We want to encourage you that if you need prayer, you can call in tonight, and we will pray with you over whatever situation, whatever issue you're going through. God has an answer. Jesus is the answer for all of our issues. So we want to encourage you. Pick up that phone if you need prayer. Don't, don't hesitate. Not only do we need prayer to keep this ministry going, but we need your financial support as well. We just really rejoice tonight that we are caught up, but we want to stay caught up. It's so vital that we are consistent with our prayers and consistent with giving to this ministry. We need your partnership to keep this ministry going as well in the financial area. There's two ways you can donate. You can uh, go write a check or money order and just send it to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith. Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, spelled T-I-B-U-R-O-N, California, 94920. The second way is so much easier. You can simply go online to contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org. And click on the Donate button. It's that simple. You will be a blessing for time and eternity. So we just want to encourage you tonight that uh, we need your prayers as well as your financial partnership, Dr. Buckner. Oh, yeah. You want to let them know as well about the, uh, the not only this is going to be our last uh, uh, program on the uh, teaching with the root. Oh, yes. Well, we upcoming, excited, uh, uh, upcoming to let you know that uh, next week we begin a new series uh, on the doctrine of the Trinity. So you won't want to miss this. This is a very important series that we're about to introduce. There's so much confusion around this doctrine, this very critical doctrine of the Christian faith. And it's sad to say that there are so many folks that truly do not understand it, nor can define it, or give reasons and answers for it. So we want to equip you beginning next week with this important series. You don't want to miss it. Tell all your friends and family to tune in, uh, get the podcasts, take notes. Dr. Buckner has a book uh, based on the Trinity, and so that's going to be made available as well. So we want to encourage you. That's beginning next Saturday night. So you won't want to miss that important, important series. And we have wrapped up our series that we've been on. And so we begin a new one next week. Are we ready to go to the phone lines, Dr. Buckner? Yes. And I just want to add this to what you're saying, that uh, one of the reasons why uh, so many people are going into cults and false religions is because of the fact that uh, they are 
biblically illiterate when it comes to the Trinity. Uh, that's the heart of who God is uh, throughout the Bible. And we're going to be breaking that down so that you can understand uh, it from a biblical perspective. We will equip you so you can know what you believe and know why you believe it. And we will give some effective answers in that area. So we want to let you know that that's, uh, this is the most important doctrine in the Bible because it all has to do with the nature uh, who God is. Uh, so anyway, um, you know, so prepare your hearts to uh, learn about uh, the God of the Bible and who he is, what he is, and what he's done for us, uh, and understanding his person, nature, and work as it relates to God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So let your friends know uh, about uh, next week and encourage others to tune in. And also, I have a book on the Trinity, uh, Biblical Propositions Supporting the Trinity, the IF Proposition. So that can be available for you, too, for $10. Okay, Brother Gary, let's get to our callers. Let's uh, go to Sophia, who's been waiting patiently on line one. Sophia, how you doing? Oh, I'm so good. I tell you something, that's my Christmas gift to everyone I know, that book. I'm going to be in mind right off too sweet, as they say, to get that book, because that's very important. A lot of misconceptions about, is that the right word? Well, whatever. Misunderstanding yes, misconceptions. About, the about the Lord. People say, oh, Jesus was this. But this is my question. I'll be fast, because I want to give everyone time. And so... There's a church in my area, and I'm near Stanford University. I mean, it, I am, like, swamped with the people who hate God. I can tell you that right off the bat. But this is a church. So there's a woman who studies my cross. She's a neighbor, and she, and she has more stickers on her window, a black power fist and Black Lives Matter and science is real and all that. The reason to get to the science is real. So she says to me, you know, Sophia, you have to join my church. I said, why? And she said, because... We are Christian Science Church, and so we follow the science. That's what we are doing right now in this country. We are following, you know, that's the slogan, science is real. Follow the science. She has it on her window. And so I don't know anything about this church, but I didn't like that she's trying to make the politics of the day somehow tie it into coming to church saying they're the real church of the science, Christian scientists. I don't never heard of it, so if you could tell me about that, I'd appreciate it. Oh, yeah, very much so. <clears throat> well, thank you for your uh, question, as well as your concern. But first and foremost, let me just say that the uh, Christian scientists is, uh, or the Church of Scientists, Christian scientists, uh, I don't even know why they use the word Christian, but that's their way of trying to draw people into it as a is everything other than that, but they, uh, as openers, they are a cult. And why are they a cult? Because what's bigger than uh, the word Christian scientists or uh, church of scientists is that they deny Jesus and for who he claimed to be. The Bible teaches that Jesus is God and man, uh -huh. uh, and they teach that Jesus was a man and Christ was a different person than uh, Jesus. Wow. Uh, uh, Christ was the spiritual consciousness, and Christ was the man. Uh, and they don't believe in physical matter. 
And so because they gave birth out of Gnosticism. I don't know if you ever heard of the word Gnostic. You ever heard of that word before? Uh, yes, but I don't know what it means. Okay, Gnosticism uh, in the Greek means gnosis or knowledge. Uh, there were people in the early church uh, during the time of the apostles and John and so forth who literally uh, denied matter. And so I always say this. Uh, if you don't understand the background of a book, I mean, the uh -huh. background of a book is like the skeleton to the body. Uh -huh. You take the skeleton out of the body and the body becomes a quivering heap of jelly-like substance, good for nothing. So it's good to know the background. So when John was writing in John chapter 1 and verse 1 and, and verse four, uh, 14, when he said, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. And then he says, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. He was writing against Gnosticism, because Gnosticism denied not only that Jesus and Christ was the same person, but they denied that Jesus had came in the flesh. And so John is saying, and the word was made flesh. And then when he writes in his epistles, he uh -huh. talks about in 1 John 4, whoever denies that Jesus has come in the flesh uh, is not of God and is spirit of the Antichrist. So, uh, wow. and so it's very important to understand this. And you know, what these scientists religions do is that they try to suck people in by combining uh, science and religion, mm -hmm. uh, because uh, they try to uh, deal with, uh, treat people by medical uh, professionals, but mm -hmm. at the same time, uh, they uh, deny the biblical principles. And then some uh, uh, Christian scientists and scientists don't believe in the medical field. They uh, hold to um, uh, spiritual practitioners. So they would... Mm -hmm whole more so than the medical world is uh, spiritual practitioners because uh, they don't believe that the body physically exists. And so I was talking to a Christian scientist one time, tell you something pretty hilarious. And you might want to use this sometime when you talk to them about, do you believe oh, in matter? And it, and it does matter that we believe in matter. And when they say, oh, I don't believe in the physical universe, it's just an illusion and that our physical bodies don't exist. So I was talking to a Christian scientist one time, and we were talking about that. We were close by the freeway where we were talking, and I said, well, you know what? If you want to convince me to become a Christian scientist, uh, then you got to do something for me to prove it. Mm -hmm. He said, what is that? I said, since you say you don't exist, go out and stand in the middle of the freeway in front of a diesel and say to the diesel, uh, I'm just an illusion. You will no longer be an illusion. You will just be disillusioned. <laughs> you will no longer exist. <laughs> yeah. And so what I would recommend that you get to equip you in the area, my mentor, Dr. Walter Martin, say this lastly, my mentor, Dr. Walter Martin, he uh, wrote a book called The Kingdom of the Cults, and that's a, a masterpiece that every Christian should get and have it in their library. So his, in this book, he had to take it through the courts to, to get it approved because so that he could not get sued. 
and he has a chapter on the Jehovah's Witnesses, the Mormons, the Christian Scientists, uh, Theosophy, you know, Buddhism. It's a masterpiece. So you want to get The Kingdom of the Coast by Dr. Walter Martin. That was my mentor, and uh, he was my teacher. Uh, hopefully that's giving you some insight and some uh, extra uh, equipping knowledge on this. Absolutely, and I can't wait. You know what? It's very important now with all this Christian science going on. I really, your series is right on the money, so I can't wait for next week. But God bless you both, and thank you. It really helped me tonight. Okay, you got it. You got it. Thank you for your question as well. Uh, are you still there? Yes. Did you, would you like to have some prayer on anything? Well, you know, it's funny you mentioned that. Normally, I don't ask for prayer, but I will. It's when you were talking about let them, uh, he who has ears, let them hear. And for some reason, the, I don't know, I think it's, safe. it's like I've been praying it so much, and I've had problems with my ear. So I went to two different doctors, so ear aches and ear pain, and they're trying to figure out. So I'd like a prayer. I think Satan doesn't want me to hear the word. But anyway, too late because I heard it tonight. But if you could pray for my ears, I'd appreciate it. Okay, let's do that. Brother Gary, let's uh, lift her up around our ears uh, in prayer. So, Lord, we just lift up Sister Sophia to you tonight. We pray, Lord God, that you would touch her body from the crown of her head to the bottom of her soul, Lord God, that you bring healing, life, restoration, and wholeness. And we just specifically target her ears, Lord God. You created her ears. And, Lord God, you know how they're supposed to work. You know how, you know how they function, and you know how to repair them. And so, Lord God, we just bring her to you, Lord God, right now. Touch her, bless her, heal her, restore her, and be with her. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Oh, thank you, thank so, you so much, and God bless you both. God, thank God you so much. You now well. I can't wait to hear everybody else, so I'll say goodbye. Appreciate your call. Uh, all right. God okay, bless. good night. We're, we're getting that message. It's time for us to take that break, so we better take it. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Amen. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. Well, welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. And we just again thank all of you who have been praying for this ministry over the many years. We can't thank you enough for your prayers that have kept us going time and time again. And also, we want to encourage you that we need your financial support as well. This is a prayer-driven ministry, and it's a listener-supported ministry. And thankfully, we are up to date, but we just still need consistent prayer as well as your consistent giving to maintain this broadcast. It costs us 400 a week to remain on the air, plus an additional 150 for our podcast costs. And so it takes a little bit of help, and we need that help. We need that prayer support as well as that giving support. There's two ways that you can donate. Uh, send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553. Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith. Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, T-I-B-U-R-O-N, California, 94920. So the second way is so much easier. Just go online to contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org. Click on the Donate button, and you'll be a blessing for time and eternity. We can't thank you enough for your prayers. We can't thank you enough for your financial giving to this important ministry. Dr. Buckner. Thank you, Brother Gary, for those announcements. And let's get to uh, our next caller. 
All right, Brother Rick, are you there? Uh, yes, I am. How are you guys Hi. doing? We are truly blessed. How are you doing? Well, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm hanging in there. I'm going to be asking for prayer, but I got a question. Okay, what's on I've your heart? Hearing, I've been hearing so much about people calling themselves apostles. The question that comes to my mind is, after the uh, first the New Testament period, the first century A.D., were there any other apostles that are not mentioned in the Bible? I would say this, that uh, there were other apostles uh, mentioned in the Bible uh, other than the Twelve themselves. And very few people know that because they think that it was only the Twelve. Um, now, there was the Twelve uh, before the Ascension, uh, which was the Twelve. Paul uh, became an apostle after uh, the uh, Ascension. So he would be considered an apostle after the Ascension, and then you had others as well. Uh, so, but let me just clarify something uh, before I get into that uh, and give you some uh, biblical uh, proofs around this, what I'm talking about. Um, as far as apostles today, uh, that has ceased because the requirement of an apostle and a prophet, especially an apostle, is one that have, have to seen Christ, uh, especially amongst the ones before the ascension. So that was the requirement, and then it tells us in the book of Ephesians that uh, the foundation has been laid upon the apostles and prophets, and it doesn't mention any of the other gifts. Now, uh, now, so we need to clarify that because a lot of, there are some churches that are talking about this is the apostolic church and so forth, and they say that there are apostles in the church. No, uh, the requirements of being an apostle is that you have to have seen Christ, and then after this, uh, there were apostles after the uh, ascension, and then their foundation has been built on Christ, so uh, there are no apostles today other than uh, a missionary type. Now, let me just say this as well that uh, after, uh, after the uh, other apostles, uh, we call them ascension apostles because they were called after the ascension of Christ. And you had people like Paul, Barnabas, James, the Lord's brother, uh, and uh, Epaphroditus and others, and Silas and Timothy. They were all apostles. Uh, we hardly hear that type of teaching, but they were. And one of the things that you can do, just to kind of like give you an example of this, that uh, you can look at uh, Barnabas, for instance, uh, in Acts chapter 14 and verses 4 and 14. Uh, I'm not going to get into all of these people's names, uh, but uh, Acts chapter 14 and verses 4 and 14, and then you could look at James, the Lord's brother, in Galatians 1 and 19, and there were also uh, unnamed apostles, uh, for instance, 2 Corinthians 8 and 23, uh, and so you, this is what you had. So, uh, so to answer your question, yes, there, there were apostles after the twelve. Uh, that's 
throughout the book of Acts and in and, and other uh, letters. But today, there are no apostles other than uh, in the missionary sense. A person who does missionary work is a type of apostle, but not in the sense of the first century apostle. So hopefully that helps to give you some insight uh, on this and uh, has helped to clarify some stuff for you. No, I appreciate that. And and I learned a few things uh, from that too, which I, I did not take in consideration. Amen. Amen. Well, that's the thing that's so unique about uh, contending for the faith. I tell people, you know what? Make a commitment to listen to this program every Saturday from seven to eight. It's like being not only in church, but in school and you'll get equipped so you won't get whipped by the enemy. And uh, this is uh, all these years of uh, learning uh, from from you and uh, and from others. There's still a lot I still got to learn. Amen. Listen, never ending. Yeah, never ending thing. It's uh, it's with me too. I I learn every day and grow. And I've read the Bible through and through. But every time I read it, I learn more and more. So I'm very humbled by that. Okay, you got a prayer request uh, on your heart? Uh, Yes. Um, especially, especially around my, around my family, especially my mother. She's gone through several surgeries this week. The last time I, uh, I prayed, I asked, it was the first surgery, but there were several surgeries that took place uh, this week. And she needs prayer around uh, recovering, getting back to some type of normalcy, and especially praying around the family uh, related to salvation. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we're going to ask Brother Gary to lead us in prayer around that. So, Lord, we just thank you for Brother Rick. We thank you that he's been faithful to this ministry so many years. We pray that you continue to bless him and strengthen him and encourage him, that you continue to support him in his health and his struggles, Lord God, and walk with him every day. Continue to bless him with joy as well, We just pray for his mom, and we pray for her speedy recovery, Lord God, from these surgeries, that you would touch her body and strengthen it. We pray for the family as well in regard to salvation, that you would use Rick to be a light in the darkness that they are walking in, that they would come into a saving knowledge of you, Lord God, that you would have mercy upon them and bless them to know you. And we'll be careful to thank you and give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Rick. Appreciate your uh, call and your good question as well. You always bring some good ones. All righty. What we're going to do right now is uh, who do we have next, Brother Gary? We have CC with a question regarding Confucianism. All right. How you doing, Brother CC? I'm hanging in there. How you guys doing? Uh, we're we're truly blessed. So I trust that you got uh, encouraged by the word tonight, and tell us what you learned out of it. Well, there's a number. There's a number of things you said too, and I like to. I like the statement when, when you went to First Chronicles and um, and you was explaining how everybody's turning everywhere else but to God, and that's what you see that's going on in in, in the world in a as a widespread. And also like that quote that you brought up from Billy Graham, where he said, "God doesn't judge America; he has to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah." I was like, "Wow, that's huge right there." And then I liked how you mentioned. The Book of Romans, you know, saying you talked about Romans one has to do with creation, 
Romans two had to do with um, conscience, and then Romans three had to do with Christ. And us, that's that's <clears> awesome <throat> that you, uh, that the Lord used you in a way where you explained it in that way. Amen. Well, thank you so much. Appreciate the feedback, and uh, so we can use our time wisely as well. Uh, what is uh, on your heart? Uh, what's the question you have? I want to ask you about Confucianism. I know you don't have much time to work with, but if you can give me some type of meat I can chew on for right now, then, you know. Yeah, what what makes you ask the question? I'm just curious. Oh, I have a, I have a pastor friend of mine. He's a really young guy. And he was he talked about Confucianism, but I don't I don't remember him getting into really the history, you know, saying he just he said it in a joke joking way. But I said Confucianism. I said, "What is that?" You know, so I thought about that, and I said, I, I said, I wanted to ask you. It's actually, it was actually years ago he mentioned it, but it came it came back to my mind not too long ago about that. And I said, I'm, 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 I'm going to ask Dr. Butler about that. Okay, that's a very good question. Well, let me just start off uh, for our openers. I, I believe when they named Confucius, Confucius, they picked a good name because he only confused people. <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> for openers. And uh, he was, Confucius was a, a, a philosopher. He was uh, into philosophy. Uh, his teachings is based upon uh, Confucianism. And this, uh, it is actually a Chinese uh, philosophy. Uh, it has nothing to do with Christianity whatsoever. Uh, Confucianism has a complete system of moral and social. They even get into political uh, and religious thought and has uh, a large uh, influence on the history of Chinese civilization. Uh, they uh, emphasize uh, five virtues. Uh, I'm not going to get too deep into all of those, but Ren, R-E-N, is like refers to altruism and humanism. And Yi, uh, Y-E-Y-I, actually, Y-I, uh, you, you refer to this like Y-E-E, refers to righteousness. And Li, L-I, refers to good conduct. And Z, uh, Z-H-I, refers to knowledge. And uh, Zen, uh, X-I-N refers to loyalty. So you see all these things are humanism. It has nothing to do with the Bible, Christ. It's all humanism and all man-made stuff from a man and nothing to do with Jesus whatsoever. Uh, and there is, uh, this is the big thing. This is the big thing. This is the crude of God's shot in the skull. There is no God in Confucianism. That's why I said it had nothing to do with anything but Confucianism. Uh, but rather, uh, they, they are called a, a toe, also known as the great ultimate. Uh, and also, they believe in good and evil equally. And remember, Paul talked about don't call good evil and evil good. He rebuked that. And so they are don't believe in no god uh there is no god in confucianism and uh it's like buddhism buddhism doesn't believe in a, in a, a god so why would somebody want to believe in something where there is no god uh there is no god to believe in uh and uh you get into all these other human philosophies 
And, you know, the Bible speaks about there is a way that seemed right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. So I've given you a Reader's Digest condensation of it, and hopefully it's helped to give you a little uh, insight into uh, uh, the teachings of, of this. Uh, and uh, so um, I don't think I have anything else to add to that. Uh, the, but the Bible teaches, rather than us talking about good and evil, uh, that there is a God. Uh, the Bible uh, confirms that. And the Bible teaches we are sinners. Uh, Confucianism placed their hope in a power of humanism to improve themselves. They confirm rituals uh, rather than confirming the Bible. So that's some good stuff to give to you so that if you run across them again, uh, you got some good meat to chew on. And, and the Bible is clear. David said, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. So the Bible teaches in, uh, that there is uh, a God. So hopefully that helps out. I really appreciate it. It helped out a lot. I got, you gave me a lot to work with. Appreciate that. You got it. You got it. Well, what's your prayer request so we can uh, end on that and close? We have about uh, three or four more minutes. So what's on your heart tonight? Uh, again, if you could just pray for my family, my mother, Rosa Linda, and um, just pray for me. I have a tooth infection, and I need prayer in my abdominal area. And um, if we just just and continue in general, just to lift up those in entertainment. Oh, okay, well, let's let's do that, Brother Gary. So, Heavenly Father, we just once again lift up Brother Cece. We pray, Lord God, that you would continue to be with him, walk with him, that you protect his family, especially his mother, Rosalinda. We pray, Lord God, over this tooth infection that you would help him, Lord God, get healing from this. We pray that you would make him away, Lord God, if he needs to get to a dentist, that he can do that that you meet all the needs that are represented in his life, whether it's a physical need, whether it's a spiritual need, emotional need, need or a financial need, Lord God, your word says our God shall supply all of his needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. We also pray for his abdomen. He said he's having problems there, Lord God. So touch his body from the crown of his head to the bottom of his soul, Lord God. Bring healing, life, restoration, and wholeness. We pray for uh, the celebrities that we've spoken of over the past weeks and months, and that you would just continue to work on them, Lord God, that you would they need a Savior just like we did, and they're no different. We pray, Lord God, that you bring people into their lives, Lord God, that would represent you and provide them with access to your word, that they would hear your word, turn from their wicked ways, repent, and receive salvation. Lord, we just thank you that you touched our lives, that you had mercy upon us. And if you can have mercy on sinners like us, you can have mercy upon them just as well, Lord God. So we pray that that would become a reality in their lives, that you would become a reality and touch them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Cece, for your uh, call and your good question as well. I appreciate it. And thanks for the prayer. All right, uh, get pumped up for the teaching on the Trinity next week and let some people know. Definitely, I'm, I'm excited about it. Amen. All right, Brother Gary, I'm going to turn it over to you to knock a home run in the name of Jesus. All right, and just to uh, echo Dr. Buckner, we want you guys to, don't forget next week we begin our new series on the Trinity. It's going to be an exciting time. Tell all your friends and family members that this is a critical 
critical uh, message to hear, series to hear, uh, to take part in. Get your paper and pencil, take much notes, and uh, you'll be blessed. Well, we've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast. We'd like to thank Vince, our engineer, and you, our listening audience, for uh, being part of tonight's program. It's so important that we hear from you. Uh, your letters and cards are an encouragement to us. So please drop us a note. Let us know how the program has blessed you. You can reach us at Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, spelled T-I-B-U-R-O-N, California, 94920. Please keep us in your prayers until next week. When we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions and make comments and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you.